Well, it is expected that very controversial motion brought forward by Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim to ask the province to move forward with asking the province to amend the charter to lead the way to potentially abolishing the park board. It's expected that will pass today, but that will start a much lengthier process and still a lot of debate on whether or not the park board is an elected or is a necessary elected body in the city of Vancouver. Well, joining me now now is Melissa DiGenova, a former NPA city councillor, also a park board commissioner. Melissa, thank you so much for taking some time this morning. Good morning, Jill. I know you were also at the meeting where there were a lot of fireworks, to say the least. What are your thoughts now on where things sit as far as the divisiveness because of this and with the fact that very likely that motion will be approved later today with the current council going ahead with trying to get rid of the park board? Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to say that those fireworks uh, certainly were nostalgic of previous boards and previous days. And and, uh, the group that has come together over this of 30 former park commissioners, I think it's a testament just to how important the park board is itself when you have uh, former commissioners uh, who who span over the political spectrum from COPE, Vision, NPA, TEAM, and the Greens. I mean, there were times that we often all couldn't agree on anything, but we all have come together because we agree that that the park board's integral uh, to our democracy and it it should not um, be abolished in our city. So I just wanted to mention that just being at park board on Monday night, that was really apparent. But I mean, Jill, we have 250 parks in our city, more than that, actually, and 24 community centers. And, you know, I, I look at this, an appointed park board would need the same staff. Council's too busy to supervise them, and it wouldn't be any better. In fact, I think it would be a lot worse. And, you know, I think city council needs to stay in its lane. They haven't even been able to deliver on some of their promises, like 100 nurses um, or their promise to lower taxes. And they don't have the capacity to take on more right now. Um, And the park board is the best way to protect the green space in our city. Then how can every other city do this without having an elected body, without having a separate park board? Well, I I think other cities uh, do it. But do they do it as well? When you look at, and I just want to, you know, uh, put, a, put a plug in there for the community center associations who've been lost in this. Uh, many are a group of uh, former park board commissioners uh, that came together really organically. It's heard from these community center associations. Eleven of them, it's my understanding, have signed a letter um, that's going to council today. Many more will probably sign that letter when these boards meet. But these are volunteer, nonprofit boards who fund things like backpack programs to send kids at Raycam Community Center and other community centers home with food over the weekend to tide them over. These are little things that happen that make a huge difference in our city that I don't think the public really understands. So there's a lot that the city will need to pick up if these community center associations do walk away from the table. Um, That will significantly impact the city, losing those volunteers, uh, losing all of that extra money that comes in through gaming grants and other grants. Um, But I also think when we look at other cities and their planning of green space, you know, we have a democratically elected park board that hold our council's feet to the fire. So when they when there is new green space um, on the chalk 
chopping block or money to acquire new green space on the chopping block. We see a democratically elected park board who, you know, answers to the people who elected them up there fighting for that green space at City Hall. And park board's been chronically underfunded for years. Uh, It's not about one political party or another. But I think that really the answer to the question here is to fund the park board, not to not for council to take on more uh, than they can handle, which I think we're seeing. I mean, yesterday, uh, this has been a huge distraction from the city budget. Yesterday, the mayor and council passed the budget and increased our taxes 8%. Last year, they increased the taxes 11%. In two years, that's almost 18%. And there hasn't been any significant funding in there for park board. So I feel that the park board's been set up for failure, and I'm not sure how the city would do this any differently. We're talking about this on the same day. We now know that Kitts Pool is is crumbling, is leaking about 30,000 litres of water uh, every hour and uh, is, is in very, very bad shape. Is that not one example, though, of infrastructure, things that have not been kept up under the park board? Well, I, I would argue, though, that city council funds that. So how, do, how are they going to do this any differently? They give Park Board a global budget. And again, it's been chronically underfunded. And if you have an appointed Park Board, which is what's been alluded to, you're going to have people who are afraid to stand up to the people who appointed them. So a democratically elected Park Board is going to fight for that funding to fix that pool more so than I think an appointed board would. I do think that it is an issue. But then I think City Council needs to look at how much they've been underfunding the Park Board in our city. And I also think we have to look at the fact um, that when you look at our board and, you know, there's been several people who have come together. There was recently a letter to the editor in the Vancouver Sun that said, you know, planners come from all across the world to Vancouver and they say, whatever you do, do not get rid of your independently elected park board. Look at how you planned your green space. And the mandate of the park board is to protect um, and preserve our parks and our green space. Um, that is their mandate. It's not about zoning and housing and providing, you know, w- good water and sewer services, which is what city council is mandated to do, and they need to stay in their lane. All right, Melissa Genova, appreciate you taking the time this morning. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jill.